you know, quite often, you know, leaders are going to emerge just because of the behaviors they're exhibiting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I love to read and I love to just study people who are successful and uh, see what they're doing and how I can use that to help people, you know, through my own style. And I had some really great, so there was a course of learning curve and they're always learning, right? Like, I don't know, is the most powerful phrase I ever learned how to say. It took me three decades, but I finally got there and learned how to mean it. But uh, just watching other people, you know, like, what do they do well? Like, well, what are they doing that I shouldn't be doing? You know, that contrast is so powerful too. And um, just being really, I think just being really kind as opposed to right was one of the best things I learned how to do. Like kind to myself as opposed to right about what I was doing wrong or kind to other people and just learning to, you know, not need to be a certain way to be okay. I think that allowed me to evolve pretty quickly. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lassa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right. So like, I'm just going to tell you right now was this podcast is a party. Um, and also our guest, Kevin Keppel has so many lines, so many words, so many nuggets, so many gems <laughs> that I'm, that I, I, I don't even know how we're going to quote them all because there's so many good ones that I cannot wait for you to hear in your ears. So if you are listening to this while drafting an email, may I suggest that you hit pause on that email and you take some time walking with this podcast or grab a notebook because Kevin Keppel is someone who, like all of us, started off at one thing, is doing another thing, and found the best way to be the person that he is. And y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, one of those nuggets is about being more, not doing more. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait to hear how you be more instead of do more after hearing his words, this podcast, our conversation. I have so much gratitude for Kevin and I hope you enjoy this. Let me know how you take this podcast away, what your test takeaways are. If you answered those questions he gave you at the end, they're so great. They're so brilliant. In fact, they're questions you can like literally write down somewhere, copy and paste every time you need them. They're freaking great. So without further ado, here is Kevin Keppel. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! 
Hey, Be It listeners. Okay, I'm super excited because this man who you're about to hear is really awesome. Um, talk about being it till you see it. They have so many examples and they truly are walking the talk. And so I have Kevin Keppel here and I'm really excited to share with you his amazingness. So Kevin, who are you? What do you do these days? What's up, Leslie? <laughs> I, as you said, Kevin Keppel, uh, you know, I get to work with lots of different types of leaders, usually executives or business owners. And really help them uh, create more access to happiness and aliveness. And, you know, if we want more, it's not about doing more. It's being more is the goal. And just really helping them be more of, uh, you know, the natural genius that they have and stepping into that so they can serve at really high levels and their own unique expression of amazing. Okay. So many things to love about that. And of course, you know, I love the being more like, (laughs) I mean, you're the right podcast for that. But how did you, before we get into being more, how did you get into this? Like, was this something that you started out right away? How did you start to see that like leaders out there needed to stop doing so much and being more than they were doing? Yeah. I mean, I woke up one day when I was a kid and I knew exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it was so easy. And Who everything are your parents? Out perfectly. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, none of that is true. Um, you know, I, um, like a lot of people have had, you know, different jobs. I went to college, got out of college and, you know, happily ever after right and i got a job that i was good at but didn't have a lot of joy in and uh exposed to lots of different types of leaders you know through teachers sports corporate career uh, other jobs and there's good leaders and there's bad leaders and i just remember being really frustrated when one day when i had a the vp of the company was screaming at me in profanities and i just i was like i feel like there's got to be a better way to lead people and so i got a lot of contrast of what not to be which was great right really grateful for that and i don't you know he was doing the best he could with what he had and i um i worked in different types of professional sales roles for years and i worked in enterprise software sales for a number of years and worked in financial services as well and like i was winning the trips and all that good stuff and i got promoted because that's what happens when you do well at a job right you get put in charge of people like that makes you a good leader for some reason it's true and, that's uh, exactly how it goes they just go oh this person sells a lot so let's put them in charge of people <laughs> yeah they must know how to tell people what to do which is not leadership right and i've you know i've I figured out that i really enjoyed helping people, you know, like be more without making them feel like less. Like that's always the goal. And you don't have to win my way to win. Matter of fact, you know, you're not going to win my way because we're never going to be creative making copies of other people. And, you know, I'd love to go further faster, like whatever I'm doing, I want to, you know, maximize it. And so I was working with a coach and I remember he asked me what I liked about my job and this dude was awesome. He was in the secret service for almost 30 years and he kind of looked right through you, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, what do you like about your job? And I'm like, well, I love this and I love that. And he's like, he's like, stop. He's like, dude, I don't even think you like your job. You keep saying love. He's like, you're not even looking at me. Your body language is all wrong. Your tone's all off. He's like, just one thing you like. And I had a lot of trouble getting there and it's really, I like helping people you know, the people that were on my team. I liked helping them just, you know, find the best, you know, most authentic expression of themselves. And I'm like, okay, but that's such a small part of what I get to do, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really knew I was in the wrong place. I'd won some trip and there was like a teaching part we had to go to. And they were talking about tax codes. And I was like 30 seconds, I was ready to get out of there. I'm like, I, I, I think I'd rather go slam my hand in the car door than sit here and listen to this. At least I have something to do. Think <laughs> like I want a trip hurts. and I have to listen to tax codes. Great. <laughs> but I knew I was in trouble because I looked around and people were really excited. Like everybody's like engaged and into this. Because I was like, okay, there's definitely been some sort of a mix up. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. And uh, 
my coach was like, dude, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to help people. He's like, everybody wants to help people in some form. He's like, how do you want to help people? And uh, I had no idea. And, you know, he's like, dude, long story short, he's like, I think you'd be a great coach. And then the limiting beliefs kick in and all the fear, right? I'm like, well, I don't want to like struggle. Cause like now if you throw a rock, you'll hit five coaches, right? Like they're everywhere. And you know, this was years and years ago. And so now Anywho. if you throw a pebble, you'll hit yeah. seven coaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably follow on one too. But uh, you know, a really simple just made it the intention. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I want to find something that supports this dream. And uh there's a little bit more to it, but it's fairly simple. And I looked on LinkedIn, which I didn't do frequently, and I saw an opportunity with this uh international multi-billion dollar company that's based in Dallas where I live, and uh for a national sales and leadership coach. And I'm like, hey, that looks cool. And so I took that job and uh, the only requirement was I had to move to Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was really smart about it though. I was like, I'll wait till after winter. And I moved in May. Um, I didn't know Chicago does extra winter. So yeah. it was still snowing in May. <laughs> and uh, it was really great. I worked for them for about three years and I got to really coach and train people all day, every day and work with powerful people. And I really learned how to, you know, do what I do at an extremely high level and uh, stepped over and started my own thing years ago. And it's all good now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's all, it's got its own journey because working for yourself, it's its own thing to learn. Um, but what I, what I find, <laughs> which I like love and be like, I want to work myself. I'm like, it is actually as hard as working for someone else. It's just a different kind. But, um, but I, what I love about this is like, you challenge yourself to like, put yourself in a position to be for someone to see you and to see like what, like maybe what you weren't seeing. Cause I think a lot of us talk ourselves into the jobs we're in. We're like, I'm just, I'm really good at this. And like, keep getting promoted. I, I literally had to quit a job. So they would stop promoting me. Cause I was like, if they promote me one more time, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. So <laughs> I think like, you know, I think it's, uh, I wish I had a, a, a secret service person going, you don't actually, do you know, you don't like this job? <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone ever tell you? So when you started doing this leadership coaching, what is it that you see? Because like, there's a lot of people in leadership roles who actually want to be in these roles. And there's a struggle because they wanted, they think doing more is a thing. So what do you think makes a good leader? And what is it different for each person? Or what, what is this? What is something like a sign that someone should take? Like, oh, I'm a good leader. Is anybody following you? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, because leadership's not a position, like mm. you can be the president of a company and not be a leader, you know, leaders like an action really. And, you know, leadership is different than management. Management's telling people what to do. You know, a powerful leader is going to inspire and empower people. You know, you inspire me, you stimulate me to action, you empower me, you give me knowledge and tools of how to do it, you know, but winning with my gifts, not winning your way. And I think that just, you know, are you telling people, or are you asking? It's probably the simplest way to know if you're exhibiting leadership or just simply management. So you're telling me what to do. That's not leadership. Mm. It's telling me what to do. That is so fascinating. That's the best description I've ever heard. I'm like thinking of every single, like my brain just went to every single boss I'd ever had. <laughs> and like, um, and it's so cool because that means you don't have to get a promotion at work to be a leader in your, in your role. Yeah. Dude, anybody could be a leader. Like, you, you know, like, God bless moms. Like we wouldn't be here without moms. Like one of the hardest leadership roles in the world. And you know, you're, it's like, I went to a four-year-old's birthday party this weekend. I was like, man, it's like, they're all drunk and on drugs. Like they were all over the place and they had Spider-Man there and the little kid walks up to Spider-Man and he goes, my favorite superhero is Batman. I was like, you're 
that's leadership right there, buddy. <laughs> Speak it up for what you want, you know, but I, I just think it's, you know, it's a behavior. It's mm-hmm. not a position. And, you know, like somebody's watching you, period. And, you know, there's like certain leadership traits for sure, you know, that you can pay attention to and increase, but really it's just about, you know, how are you showing up? Mm. And so when you were stepping into this new role, was that an easy thing for you to figure out? Was that something natural for you? Or did you actually like have to, I don't know, like get lessons on, on, and leading versus managing? You know, I think I spent so much time thinking about it and just uh, always really gravitated towards leadership positions, whether it was, you know, I played baseball and hockey for a long time and, you know, it's not always, I don't need to be the one in charge, but you know, quite often, you know, leaders are going to emerge just because of the behaviors they're exhibiting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I love to read and I love to just study people who are successful and uh, see what they're doing and how I can use that to help people, you know, through my own style. And I had some really great, so there was a course of learning curve and they're always learning, right? Like, I don't know, is the most powerful phrase I ever learned how to say. It took me three decades, but I finally got there and learned how to mean it. But uh, <laughs> just watching other people, you know, like, what do they do well? Like, well, what are they doing that I shouldn't be doing? You know, that contrast is so powerful too. And um, just being really, I think just being really kind as opposed to right was one of the best things I learned how to do. Like kind to myself as opposed to right about what I was doing wrong or kind to other people and just learning to, you know, not need to be a certain way to be okay. Mm. I think that allowed me to evolve pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kindness to ourselves. Um, it's not something, I feel like, I feel like maybe going back to those little kids at a birthday party, maybe there's a natural kindness that they have, but somehow at some point we stop getting, we stop being so kind to ourselves and we start putting others, maybe, I don't know, I've been out of the corporate world so long, but putting other people and being nice to them versus being kind to them, but nice to them at least versus ourselves first. And I wonder, um, I mean, you really can't be a leader if you're not being kind to yourself because you're going to make mistakes. So how did, how do you learn to be kind to you? I think it's, you know, the great skill, right? Choosing love over fear. It's like, you know, if I'm being love, that's, I'm going to attract more love into my life or, and that's like unconditional love, not romantic necessarily, but unconditional love. It's like not because like everything we've ever done was motivated by fear or love. If you look at every decision you've ever taken, I guarantee you, you can boil it down to one of those two and fear mm-hmm. can wear hats, right? Guilt, anger, apathy, shame, pride, all of those are fear-based, right? Forceful behavior. And love is love. And unconditional love means like, I love me no matter what happens. I love you no matter what you do. Like, I don't have to like you to love you, right? Mm. And that's that's why we get married. So we can practice that with our in-laws, right? I don't have to like <laughs> you to love you. No, that's a, that's a joke, not joke. Um, <laughs> One of my in-laws listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Other people's in-laws, though, those ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on TV. Uh, <laughs> that is... um. That is, well, thank you for sharing that because what a great example of like, of the kind of love that we are practicing in our lives. Like I think some people may, I know some of my listeners can be so hard on themselves. They may not realize that they're actually practicing unconditional love in different ways. And, and there's a difference between liking someone and, and having love for them. Um, and so giving ourselves credit for where we are in practice and, and, you know, and honoring that because when you can see that you are in practice and you can practice again and you can show up another day. so. When you work with leaders, like what is your, what is your first thing? Do you observe them in practice? Do you like be a fly on the wall in their office or like, what's your process? (laughs) 
here's what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to need more than an hour. Here's you know? uh, no, my assessment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. That would be uh, fun and really hard at the same time. But uh, no, what are, first place I'll start. So I have a, I'm certified by Gallup with the strength finders tool. Or oh, we're going to talk about that. That's my freaking favorite tool ever. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it's so phenomenal. Like that right there. I mean, it's a cheat sheet into your elite levels and it's not a complete portrait of your character. It's like, hey, here's what you do really well. But even maybe more important, here's what it looks like when you give all your power away. Mm. And like, what a cool gift. It's a cheat sheet into your, you know, extremely high levels of satisfaction, performance, whatever. And like, we all know that everybody's different, right? But we always, okay, I'm going to look at the world through her eyes. And you'd look at the world through her eyes as yourself. That's not going to do you a lot of good. But mm -hmm. if I can look at the world through your like natural patterns of behavior and high energy and, you know, exceptional performance, like that's really cool. And, you know, I think probably the greatest gift for strength finders was I finally had permission to be me. Like I told you, I was working in you know finance and I hated Excel. I hated tax codes. I'm like, I think there's something wrong with me. I'm like, no, dude, you're just not built to like that kind of thing. And that's totally cool. So I start with that because, I mean, just one conversation with somebody, you can shift people so fast. You know, like if I tell you, Leslie, this, I tell you, Leslie, that, you may hear it. But if you see it differently from within, right, sight from within, insight, like that's how you create lasting change. Mm -hmm. And like, it's such a cool thing because I mean, at this juncture, I've worked with thousands of people with the strength finders assessment and it's always like so on point. People are like, I, sometimes people get their results like, well, this just isn't right. Uh, like it's usually because they don't understand it. And once I explain it, it's like, oh, oh, okay, that is me. And, you know, we think we want what we don't have. But then when you start looking at the things that aren't natural for people, are like, like, do you want to do that? Like, you know, like, Woo, winning others over is a strength, right? A lot of people who don't have it, like, I wish I had woo. And I was like, they have like an incessant need to talk to everyone, shake every hand in the room. Do you want to go talk to everybody in the room? Like, no. But people with woo, like, yes, you know, and like, that's cool, man. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're built that way, I'm laughing because I'm 100% introvert and woo is in my top five. Ooh, and it's exhausting because cool. it's like, I, yeah. I can't leave, but I need to go yeah. lay down. <laughs> There's somebody over there on the other side of the warehouse I haven't talked to yet. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are so good because you protect the rest of us though. Yeah. Because y'all can actually get energy from that. And like, it's really fascinating to watch people with work. And I was, I used that specifically because I know that I knew that you ha had to have it. Like, just <laughs> as soon as we got on, I was like, that's woo. It made me feel really good. Well, thank you. And also, I think like it, uh, also our strengths, if we like lean into them a little bit, like I knew for, there was a time when like I was not winning someone over. I was like, I'm going to stick around in this relationship till I win you over. And it's like, oh, actually, maybe he's just not that into me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, like that's a story for another day, everyone. But here's what's here. You're going to get a kick out of this. This is this is how much strength finders like matters to my husband and I. So we were on a first date that he didn't know he was on. And um, he just told me he was <laughs> going through a divorce. And I was like, OK, that's this person's not really going to be dateable. But then we started talking about like the businesses we ran and all this stuff. And he had a band and he worked for a startup and I had written a book and he mentioned, he's like, oh, have you heard of Strength Finders 2.0? And I was like, what are your top five? And he pulled out his top five. I pulled out my top five. We had three that overlapped, different er different orders in the top five, but three out of the five. And then he was like, do you want to get out of here? And so that was like, <laughs> that was our way of getting together. <laughs> <laughs> but it is those, uh, in, you, you're correct in 
how it really makes you understand yourself and like who you are so much better because I could not understand why there were certain things that would just like, I would go all in, it would light me up and other things that I'm like, this is like, I don't, but like one of my top five is significance. <laughs> so it's like, it has to matter. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be important. And then I also have um, activator, positivity, woo and connector. And so it's like, those are, I don't know which order they're in, but like, I feel like significance was in the top three and, and um, activator and connector on the top and up there. But like, I just, I was like, oh, this is why, like, I literally meet someone and I have to connect them over here. And I do like, I really love doing that. And my husband, he's told the story on the pod before. So if you've heard it before, everyone, you're hearing it again, but Kevin hasn't, he was trying to figure out how he like why in the band he was the one making sure they all got paid and making sure all these things and he couldn't really figure out like what what like made him up and when he did that he's like oh this is why i'm the person who does this at work and this is why i do this and it really helped him understand that he had transferable skills not just in a band but also in in a business and so now he's a ceo of our companies but like how cool that a test like that could actually go oh this is why you're so like, this is what you can do in another company. You don't have to just go, well, I'm in a band and I don't, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's so, that's such a great point. You know, like we're all different. We know that, but do we actually own that? And like, I have an older brother who's two years older than me, but I, like I always joke with him. I'm like, dude, you're born like 70 years old. He's like always been like very wise and responsible and just like cartoons are stupid. That would never happen. Like, I'm like, dude, we're like four years old, man. It's, it's cool, <laughs> you know? And he was so serious. And I, I used to compare myself to him, right? The comparison game. We like to look at other people and you know, so we can feel inferior or superior, right? The worst game anybody ever plays. And I'm like, well, I can't do the things he can do because his number one strength is deliberative. It means he's slow. He's methodical. I assess every risk before I even start. And to you and I who have activated really high, we're like, dude, I got bored and quit listening. I just want to <laughs> jump off the cliff, build the wings on the way down, right? Whatever that looks like. <laughs> Um, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, don't give me instructions. Like that slows me down. I'm gonna have to come back and ask for them later. But just don't give them to me up front. Just let me get started because ready, fire, aim is such an effective strategy for us. Yeah. But it's just we're different. It's yeah. Not oh, better or worse. I hope my whole entire team listens to this because they, I'm like, I have this idea, and then they're like doing the whole project management, and I'm like, I'm already, I'm already 17 <laughs> steps ahead. I've already asked them. They said yes. These people are gonna do this, and they're like, wait, you have, we have to have a process, and I'm like. No, because I want to know quickly if this plane's going to fly or not. Like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to build yeah, exactly. it and it doesn't work. <laughs> but then as, and with the activator, what we get is that WTF look a lot because we start so far ahead of the starting point. It's like, if somebody asks you to explain the alphabet, you're like, yeah, it ends with Y and Z. You're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and it confuses people. And it's not like smart or dumb. It's just like, we're ready to get to the end and we can begin with the end of mind really easily mm -hmm. and it's so powerful and it's so good to have people around you that can do the processes and support you and help you find the things that oh yeah maybe we should get insurance but. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what is also great about them because they are listening is sometimes the idea is really fucking awesome and it goes great and then we need to fly again so it's really nice when they're like okay here we can just like repeat rinse and repeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is so so okay. So people, you have people do this, and then you have them have them understand their strengths better, and and then in turn, hopefully that helps them take these next steps as a leader, just owning who they are as opposed to trying to be something that they're not in their role. Yeah, absolutely, and really just helping you know them understand like it's one of the cool things about strengths like your natural sources of energy, and you know energy's 
it can be indifferent, right? Like it's power. It's our natural power, but you know, gravity is super powerful. You know, you and I don't float away to the moon or whatever, right? Thanks to gravity. But if we go up to the top of my house and jump off, we go crashing into the ground, right? It's mm-hmm. not malicious. It's just going the way I direct it. And so with my strings, I need to make sure they're pointed in the way I want, you know, like significance. You mentioned that one. So I, I have that one fairly high too. And that's a really great strength because it's about make, make an impact, make an impact in other people, make an impact in the world, make an impact in ourselves. And that's the balcony, right? The, the good version, you know, that, that negative space on that, the basement, if you will, you know, the basement's like when I make things really important that aren't that important. Right. Mm-hmm. And start, you know, maybe even making it all about me, right. The, the me monster comes out and then like, you know, just pushes people away. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm getting a therapy session, everyone, because I'm like, oh, I do do that. That is a bet. <laughs> that is not so great. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's so wild with that assessment? Okay. So Gallup, I love you guys. They're the ones who created Strength Finders, but like your marketing people need to have a talk. We need to have a little heart to heart here. Same with their oh, website. <laughs> well, yeah, their website. They just redid it a couple of years ago. I'm like, somehow it went regressed. But they rebranded Strength Finders to Clifton Strengths in the middle of the pandemic because that's what you do when you have an assessment somebody's taken 30 plus million times. You change the name to something even more obscure that nobody understands. Don Clifton was a guy who created Strength Finders. Like, thank you, Don in heaven. But, you know, <laughs> Clifton Strengths Assessment doesn't really help me understand what it is. And mm-hmm. now it makes it harder to find for people. Mm-hmm. So, Strength Finders, Clifton Strengths, same exact assessment. And they package it where you can buy the top five or all 34. Yeah. And so, like when I went to Gallup years ago, uh, they're like, do you have any questions? I have lots of questions. I'm like, why is competition not higher for me? I feel like I'm the best at strength finders. And they were like, yeah, it's number six. I'm like, but it's not my top five. And so here's how you read the report just for you guys. Here's how you find your dominant strengths. Your dominant strengths go all the way down to 10, 11, 12, or 13, somewhere Mm -hmm. in those three numbers, like out of the, again, 33, like plus million times we've done this. So you read when you read the top 10 in your head and you read the definition, it should sound like this. Yeah, that's pretty much always me. Either after 10, after 11, after 12 or 13, it stops and it stops and it sounds like this. Instead of being pretty much always me, it's, well, that's sometimes me, but not always. And so you just draw a line right there. Everything above that line, those are your dominant strengths. So even like 12 or 13 can be as strong as one sometimes. Mm. And just because of the way they package it, though, a lot of people don't understand that and myself included in the past. So that's interesting. I, um, I did the top 34 because I wanted to find an assistant and I didn't want to find another me because I knew I would like love someone else who was like me. I would love someone... Like that'd be so much fun, but I'm an ideas machine. Yeah. And again, I was like, what about the details? Yeah. And there, there's no details. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I married someone with a details in their top five, thank God. But, um, but, uh, but I made sure we have everyone who like has to be on my team. We like do their strength finders and they have mm. to like make up for the bottom. There's gotta be someone who can make up for the bottom because yeah. otherwise it's like, where is that thing? I don't, I just threw, I put it in this folder. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch day. of those folders. <laughs> yeah, those folders. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, and two, it's important to understand it's not like a complete portrait of your character. It's your natural talents is all that this shows you. And at the bottom, it's not weaknesses. It's just your least expressed strengths. Like harmony is number 34 for me. Like doesn't mean I can't get along with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. just means that I move fast. So I don't always wait for everybody to see what I'm doing. I see mm-hmm. empathy at 34 all the time. And especially if it's um, a woman I'm working with, they'll ask, is that bad? I'm like, that means you're a serial killer. 
It's really bad. Like, really? Like, no, it just means you're not like super empathetic. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean you don't have empathy. It just means it's not like a dominant thing for you. Yeah. And it's no big deal. And you know what? Like talent's not rare. Not at all. Like I've never seen a blank report. Like, nope, no talent for you. Sorry. Like what's rare is people have developed this talent into a genius they can leverage on demand. And, you know, genius has so much less to do with genetics than it does with habits. You know, get into the habit of being your most excellent self, whatever that looks like. And that's the trick right there. It's so simple, but not easy. So when you learned so far, because now everyone's taking this test while they're listening to us and they don't do that. You really want to be by yourself because they had a time test. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. when you um, when you kind of like got into your strengths, how did you lean into them without, you know, is, is there is there a way of like leaning into them more? Or is there a way of like, okay, I'm going to exercise this strength more or honoring those? Because I think, you know, it's easy for people to go, oh, empathy is my worst one. I'm going to make that one better. It's like, how did you stay in your, in your zone? That's a great question. That's probably a very uh, eloquent way of saying this question that I get asked. Like every time I ever taught this or worked with somebody, it's like, and like, so the basement is like our negative behavior. Like when we're making it all about us with our strengths, like for instance, maximizer is my number one strength. Maximizer in the balcony is like just fascinated with elite, like whatever, like, you know, mastery looks like in this, whether it's a person I'm working with, like Leslie, like you're a champion. It's, I was so excited to be on your podcast. Like I listened to it before I reached out because I want to be around somebody I feel like is a master. And like, you're definitely a master at being with people and just do what you do. And that's really attractive to a maximizer because I wanted to just be around it. So I can like, how can I use some of that for me and help people like her or whatever. And that's obviously really healthy getting to like just elite levels. The basement on maximizer is nothing's ever good enough right? Like, well, let me just make it a little better and a little better. And it's like, how do you even get dressed today? If it's not like absolutely <laughs> amazing, you know? And so it can be very picky. And so the question people ask, like, how do I get out of the basement? Once they understand the language, right? You know, it's like our blind spot. I'm like, man, it's really simple. Stop making it all about you. Right. Because if I'm solely focused on me, then like that gives the ego a lot of time to jump in and, you know, the BCDs, you know, blaming, complaining, defending, fear and worry and all those like Behaviors that take a lot of energy, but bring us little, right? It's, it's an addiction, you know, mm. like addictions all have the one thing in common, like repetition with no payoff. And, you know, people get addicted to, you know, that, you know, stress filled negative space of worry and, you know, Kevin included in the past. And so the really, the way that you can lean more into these is understand what good looks like, but also understand what, you know, the basement looks like mm. so that, you know, what I'm aware of, I can actually do something about, you know, what I'm unaware of, that's the dangerous stuff. You know, those mm -hmm. unaware behaviors that are just patterns in my life that take me away from what I want. And, you know, like I can't give what I don't have. If I don't understand my strengths then I can't, you know, use that and not at the highest level. Um, and Gallup has a great podcast, actually, if you can find it, like they hide it somehow, but um, <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. I think it's called Clifton Strengths. They just rebranded that too after seven seasons. So they're, oh they're really crushing it. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome if you do find it because it's like 10 minutes of one strength. And, you know, just like pick one a day a week. But I mean, it's like with anything else, like it's so important to make new decisions. Like so often people make this judgment, like, oh, this is how it is. Like, even if it's a good thing mm. and whatever you like judge as being a certain thing, like you're no longer evolving there. It's like static, right? Yeah. And so like every time I go back and read about Maximizer, I learn something new, even though I've worked with this tool for years, it's still a new version of me. So I need to make new decisions. right? Yeah. And what, you know, what does the next level of this look like? Oh my God, I'm now have a new podcast. I'm going to listen to it and be obsessed. But I also think that I've never heard of the terminology like the balcony in the basement. And I kind of love this because Brad's going to listen to this because we'll do a recap on you. And we talk about you. 
on air. So it's not it's behind your back. You'll get to, you to listen yeah. to it. <laughs> but like now I can just go, I'm in the basement. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm in the basement. Yes. I need to go. I need to get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we go under the basement too. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I've, so, as an activator, I feel like that's probably really quickly something I can do. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So fun. this is, I think this is really cool. So you, how many people are you like coaching on leadership? And is this something you're doing all the time? Like, is this like are you, do you work with like one-on-one -on -one people? Or are you just going over people's quiz like it's not a quiz it's definitely a test but like are you uh are you going over these like with individuals or with teams how do you work with this that's a great question um so a few different ways i do a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching but you know not very scalable because there's only one me uh, so i have actually um uh some coaches that support uh the work that we do so i have a, a good team underneath me that can uh extend out and do a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one. but then I'll do a few different types of groups, uh, host a mastermind group for, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners that, uh, just really want to go further, faster, you know, like-minded people on like-minded journeys. And I, I love that because we're all co-elevating together. And, mm -hmm. uh, I also do some, uh, corporate work. I work with, uh, a couple of different CEOs and then, uh, work with their leadership team as well. And just helping them really to, you know, be better, faster, smarter, build a better, more powerful culture and really just, you know, leaning into the gifts that God gave them to go out and create whatever their version of amazing is. And so long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, but I find it fascinating because of course my brain was like, well, do you like, do you make sure that there's a bunch of different strengths represented in your mastermind? Like my other, and then another thought, cause a bounce was like, are you ever, do you ever do that with the CEO and their leadership team and realize, Hey, you've got like these people doing like their wrong roles. Do you ever like move people around so that they can be more aligned with their strengths or you kind of just help them find the balconies in their roles with what they've got? Yeah. I mean, if they do internal shuffling, that's, you know, I don't really do the consulting piece as mm -hmm. much. Um, I have, um, but I really prefer just helping people figure out whatever it is that's, you know, stopping them, slowing them down, standing in the way, because it's like when we're happier, we perform better period. Yeah. Right. And we're all innately happy. We just cover it up with all this BS. It doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. so a big part of what we do is, you know, like limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. It's so simple, but a lot of people just don't understand it. Even if they've heard the phrase, they don't, they don't know what's limiting them, right? And helping people learn to master the mindset and the heart set because so many people give away all that power, right? It's just the mindset. That's all they use, right? It's all logic and reason. I'm like, dude, your mind's a fraction of your being. Like yeah. you don't have to use it all the time. Like when I sit down, I don't use my legs, not much, right? I don't need to use my mind constantly. But if I'm trying to use reason and logic, where there's no risk in reason and logic, right? I'm eliminating all that and I'm going to stick to the known and I'm going to crawl through life like mm -hmm. very slowly. But when I can go through the gut, right? That mm -hmm. intuition, that knowingness, like I know what's for me. Like I knew this podcast was for me. I knew the space was for me, right? And then I go into the heart, like, where's the energy? Where's the love? Like, dude, I love your attitude, your energy, the way that y'all do recaps. I heard y'all doing one. I was like, is that something they do all the time? Oh, yeah. And then, then the, the basement came out. And I'm like, hey, wait, they're going to do that about me. And I'm like, wait, that's awesome. I, th I think that'd be really cool. And then like going to the head for the, the planning, right? And then I did want to leverage that mind to create the plan. And then I use reason. Then I use logic, right? Once I've already like, you know, gone through the like most infinite parts of me down here. And so if that makes sense, yeah. like that's so for, there's some like 17 things I wanted to touch on, but one of the things I loved at the beginning is 
you are not being everything in um in that role like of course you you could probably consult for them you can make it part of your package but you are actually like going this is what i actually do this is what i really like to do this is where i really excel in doing it and this and that's good <laughs> you know i think a lot of times i am um, as we coach people they're like well i can do this and i can do this and i'm gonna do all these things and i'm like okay and you're gonna that's exhausting. Do you really want to spend that much time with people? Do you, do you know how much time you just said you're going to make sure you spend with that person you're selling it to? <laughs> so I think that's because so because I think a lot of people would do that. So I love that you shared that because I hope it gives people listening permission to like, like, it's not limiting because now you have like, it's like more energizing to do what you do by just giving yourself like, this is the thing I like to do. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point. You know, ener energy is like, either there it's not right like we feel really good about things or maybe they take our energy away mm -hmm. and that's a really cool thing again about this assessment it just shows you your natural sources of energy yeah and you know it's just like hey i've got this predisposition for doing this so what does it look like when i invest time learning about it and actually using it yeah. and that's how let's show you your superpowers and it's so funny like i work with this tool for so many different amazing people and i've asked this question probably 200 times like hey you know tell me your top strengths like with somebody I've already worked with for a decent amount of time. And then I look at me and they look at their phone. They start going through their papers and I'm like waiting and I'm waiting and they finally find, okay, oh my gosh, I got activator and I got this and I got that. And I'm like, dude, do you think it would be awkward if we were walking down the street and we met Superman and we asked him what his superpowers were, but he had to look at his iPhone to tell us he could fly. Like, these are your superpowers. Don't you think you should just take the time to memorize them? Like, mm. and you know, like Kevin included, cause my coach at one point was like, hey, what are your strengths? And I pull it off the shelf. I'm like, blow the dust <laughs> off. Yeah, I um, I love thinking of it like that. And I think, I hope everyone listening goes and gives themselves the test if you haven't or dusts off the strengths if you have and um, and and dive in and and get to know yourself a little bit more because when we, I, the more we know about ourselves, the easier it is to like lean in and be ourselves and be that for others. And I think that's, I mean, that's kind of how you be it till you see it. Yeah, exactly. And know thyself. I read that in a good book once. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to find out how we can um, find out how we can work with you more. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous Testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. 
AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. So, Kevin, where can people find you, follow you, share their superpowers with you? Kevin Keppel on Instagram or LinkedIn. Unlock Your Freedom Podcast with my name. Uh, yeah, really any social media, wherever you like to go. Um, yeah, just reach out if uh, you know, I could help. I'd love to help people. You know, if you've got a question, let me know. And if you're wanting to take the assessment, by the way, it's kind of hard to find what we were talking about. <laughs> just Google Clifton Strengths Assessment purchase that's what you put in like put in purchase yeah it should get you to the right place we'll put the link below and if you don't know everyone it's really easy you can just swipe on up and like my team puts all these links including how to get to kevin how to get this podcast and all of that um so but yeah it's uh it's also very interesting if you buy it for other people then you have to figure out how to find that purchase but you can it's possible we've done it so we'll have you out there So Kevin, we ask everybody, be it till you see it, bold, executable, hello, Leslie can say a word, bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted action steps people can take to be it till they see it. Ooh, yeah, what a great question. I think like keeping it really simple, right? Leonardo da Vinci's simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, like such good advice. So ask yourself two questions. Like, what do I want and why do I want it? You know, what am I passionate about creating right now? What do I absolutely love? And then why? How can I mix generosity into that? Because passion is a little selfish sometimes. And don't ask how, because if you knew how, you'd already be doing it. But what do you want? Why do you want it? And then, you know, just without judgment, like what's slowing me down? What's standing in the way? What's stopping me? Then find somebody powerful like Leslie, pay her money so that she can help you go further faster because you will always go faster with a really powerful coach that uh, is really, really lethal, beautiful combination of a big heart and a big brain. And uh, that's definitely what Leslie Logan is. Uh, So I would highly suggest finding somebody like her to take you wherever you want to go. Oh my gosh, Kevin. Well, like attracts like. So same to you. Thank you. These are great questions. Um, Everyone, how are you going to use these in your life? Let us know. Tag Kevin um, on Instagram. Tag the Be a Pod. Share this with a friend. Uh, Take your test. Share your top five with us and your friends. Because the more we all know about ourselves, the easier it is to be until you see it. And if we're all doing this, I'm like, what a better world we're all living in. So much easier. So thank you so much. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day.
Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do.